Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. SNL stages office reunion and spoofs Fox News again. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills drama. Bill Maher sparks backlash over Stan Lee. Michelle Obama unplugged. Plus CNN's Jim Acosta versus the White House. All this and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for November 18th, 2018. I'm Alina Vision and now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. Sunday, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Hollywood Press. Welcome back, Alina Vision. Thank you. Please Sunday don't leave fun me. day. Sunday fun day. <laughs> Please don't leave me ever again on Sunday. Aww, <laughs> Let, I missed it when I'm gone. <laughs> I miss you, and I feel lost now. It was funny. The show initially started, as viewers know, with no co-host, and then Elena was like a, my muse and revelation from our executive Aww. producer, from Kevin, when he suggested. And now I couldn't imagine doing the show without you. Well, thank you. Yes. But she's in demand, so yeah. she, had a, she had another job. So we get that. It we happens. That. It happens. How's your weekend so far? So far, so good. Good. Yeah. I want to give a shout out because my weekend has been spent, and I can't, I'm a, literally can't wait to get home to finish Homecoming with Julia Roberts on Amazon Fire. Ooh, oh, how is it? my God. Amazing. Amazing. I'm on like the fifth episode. There's ten episodes, but big shout out to that because that's what I've been doing all weekend. It is amazing. I'm She's glad you amazing. Made it here today. I mean, really? Thank <laughs> I know, you for right? gracing us with yeah, your exactly. presence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without further ado, then let me introduce. Welcome back uh, to the show. Meet the Hollywood Press again. Um, Bianca Dela Garza. Thanks for having me back. She's Emmy nominated host and beauty ex- entrepreneur. Yes. Tell people about your brand. Uh, so Bianca Della Garza Beauty, we just launched, yes. and we are all about enhancing your inner glow that transcends to your outer glow, and it's really time to take beauty and make it for the people. Yes. And that's what, as someone who spent their whole life on camera, um, understands sort of the narrative that needs to be rewritten and shifting more towards like global inclusivity and having women around the world just feel like, I don't need to cover up anymore. And I mentioned the Emmy nominated because we're going to be getting to SNL in a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. She had the unenviable task of competing against SNL for the show that you got nominated for, right? Yes. You were in the time slot against SNL for your own show, Bianca. It was a late night talk show, and I was actually at the time the only woman in late night, so completely yeah. counterculture to what, you know, counterprogramming to what SNL was doing, and we did receive some Emmy nominations, and I was nice. able to beat them a few times, but it was a different cast then, so we're going to, you know, talk yeah. about the amazing stuff SNL's doing now we got as well. It. Well, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jessica. We also welcome Hunter Gaylor. Yes, to, Good to be here. And you have a fascinating job. And I should say, this is a Meet the Hollywood Press first because this is Bianca's boyfriend. Oh, And when I was booking nice. the show, I was like, I want to meet somebody interesting, you know, because we like mixing it up. You have the most fascinating job. He's like, a, you, you... My boyfriend? Have, that is a fascinating yeah. job. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like, It keeps things very yes. interesting. I mean, really. I wouldn't call that a job. I take pictures. <laughs> I carry the phone. 
I'm an expert like purses. I've learned more purse brands than I than I've ever cared to know about. He's a, no, you you are an aviator. You have your own company where you book. You're like the like the entrepreneur's uh, aviation guy to the stars. Like you book a Absolutely. bunch. Absolutely, he charters Absolutely. like a bunch of planes. A bunch for of celebrities, ho- stars. I, love that. Yeah, I mean, you you name them. We we've probably booked them and flown them and dealt with all their drama. So which we're going to talk about momentarily, right? Yep. With Absolutely. names and everything. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of glitter on these yeah, planes. No, no Things problem. get trashed. Doors get broken. Oh, yeah. That's an NBA always, thing. Always exciting. That's Welcome true. to the show. Thank you. Um, and so, without uh, we have so much to get to. It was funny. We're talking like, what show are you? What story do you think you're going to cut? And I was like, well, we'll cut the dumbest one, right? And so it's like I'm looking at the five topics that I picked. And it's like they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. Juicy. Let's get to it then. SNL, uh, last night, uh, Steve Carell returned to SNL for the first time in... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In ten years, I can't. I can't. Where does time go? Has so fast. It was his third hosting gig, but he hadn't been there in ten years. So they did this really funny um, bit during his monologue where um, some of his uh, office uh, castmates returned. Let's just run the clip really fast. We'll come yeah. back and talk about it on the other end. Yes. Uh, hi, Steve. Hi. 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 People would really love to see an office reboot. Because I need that money. Let's get that money, Steve. Uh, I'm sorry, Ellie. I just don't think it's a good idea. You're a jerk. Okay. Um, Steve. Hey. so great to see you. It's I, great to see you, too. Yeah, so I, um, I just don't think you understand how much money we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming like back you in. Wouldn't have from, to do all those sad on the movies other end. anymore. So, um, the, it continues on because then also, um, Jenna Fisher, who played, um, Pam. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch, did you, now, were you all guys' office? Because I didn't actually, uh, we watched it. Yeah. You did, you were, okay, Love so I'm glad that, that, that all three yeah. of you do, because I yeah. didn't watch the office, like, I, I caught, like, episodes here and there, and I do like, you know, the whole Jim and Pam story, right. but I didn't watch it, I wasn't oh, a regular Oh, you need Dwight? Oh, I mean, there's so many iconic okay. moments yeah. as this show has provided Andy? us. Yes. Oh, great. So, anyway, it continues on that basically, obviously, we're in the era of reboots, and so they're all asking about the reboot, the reboot, the reboot. It even goes on to, to show his wife and his kids. And mm-hmm. like, do who, it. by the way, yeah, his kid it. was like yeah. a mini Steve, yeah. a mini me, Steve Carell in the audience. Um, suffice to say, they tried to trick you that he was going to, oh, I'm announcing a great show tonight. What did you think? So, first of all, I would love an office reboot because yeah. I think the show um, was so brilliantly done and just the, the pacing of it I mean it's hard mm-hmm. to find you know television that really stands out and actually yeah. you can watch all these years later and be like that was a great episode but the funny thing is when I was watching this and I was seeing all the cast members I'm thinking 
it's not that far from the truth, right? Like, SNL is spoofing it, but some of them are probably like, we want the money. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and Steve is a big star. I love Steve, but he's yeah. in control of it, and everyone else is like, please, Steve. I didn't think yeah. it was that far from the truth. Well, and a lot of them are typecast. They know him from The Office, and that's it. I yes, mean, right. And very few of them have been... I mean, some of them have gone on, you know, the, the bigger Sounds screen yeah. right, John uh, to success. And, right, right, and John's on the new show, J- uh, Jack Ryan, mm-hmm. Shadow Recruit, great show. Yeah, yeah it's a great, great show. show. It is a good show. But I think for a lot of them, you're right. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Well, the funny thing is, is um, when they said, if we do the office reboot, you won't have to make all those sad movies, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is so true. <laughs> it's so true. But Steve Carell, to me... Um, and I, I wonder. I want to know if you agree with this. I feel like he suffers from that same thing that Jim Carrey. Like Jim Carrey, I feel like spent mm. his whole career trying to show his dramatic acting chops, and which he has. Right. But he was always typecast into like the movies that would really perform well. He'd get some critical acclaim and buzz. Steve Carell to me is like on the on the hunt for that like dramatic Oscar well, like to me I mean is that wrong is that wrong no assessment? I don't think it's wrong and I think it's going to be interesting because he was just cast in um, the Reese Witherspoon show that he's <coughs> doing the morning news and show Jennifer which, Aniston I am so yeah. excited about that project as a yes. morning, morning news anchor I yes. want to see how it plays out yeah. so I'm interested to see how Steve takes on that role um, I think he's a very dynamic actor and I, I agree he's kind of looking for something a little bit you know I feel like right. he hasn't reached that point though where when you're ready to embrace like what made you famous like you know how you have like these stars like where Kelly Clarkson is now at the point where she uh, recognizes American Idol being her star but there was that period of time to me, Steve Carell's not ready to do a reboot for that because he's no. still trying to accomplish some other things. Yeah, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll come around to do it. I, no. I was like you. I totally wanted an Office reboot. I have watched The Office. This is a little confessional yeah. right here. Every night for the past ten years, with the exception of a week when I was on safari in Africa. Oh my god! <laughs> my husband and I are obsessed with this show. It's what we fall asleep to every night. I can quote it. Like, Wait, so do you watch it now yeah. on streaming networks? Yeah, I watch okay, it. So we watch it, it on uh, Netflix. Wait, Netflix. every night every for the past how many years? Nine years. Wow, you are like the number one thing. That's commitment. That is. It is. It is. It's a little. And I don't know if that's mine. commitment to your husband and relationship <laughs> or commitment to the show. So. Both. Every <laughs> once in a while, we're like, let's take a break, watch some Parks and Rec, but then we always just change it back. It's really easy to fall asleep. It, even though it's a great yeah. show, it's easy to fall asleep too because there's no laugh track or anything. No, exactly. But um, that, with that being said, I always wanted an Office reboot because I missed when Steve Carell left the show. I think it kind of had a slump, and then in the last couple of seasons, it got a little bit better. But I uh, read an interview with him where he said the Office reboot wouldn't work in this now kind of Me Too movement because of the jokes that were made during the original. So the jokes would have to be a little bit probably different. But that's And that's what I heard. You know, yeah, I know the article you're talking mm-hmm. about where he basically said he doesn't want to do it because he can't say the same things right. that he could say on the old. Which is kind of true. It's, it is. About everything though. I mean really. With that's everything. True. So everything's mm-hmm. sort of through a new lens now in this era. But he's he's great. I think yeah. you're right though. He probably doesn't want to admit. I mean who really wants to say like I already peaked. Like that, no one's like going to be like, I'm never going to be better. I mean, yeah. and we want it as artists, as creators, as content creators, as, as yeah. people who are in the cultural zeitgeist, if you will. Mm-hmm. We always want to think we have another play. Wait, right. and you want to change and evolve, too, as an artist. I mean, never, though. Right. But, yeah. And he did it for a very long time. Yeah, he And did. so, you know, there's the whole shadow of Ricky Gervais and all that stuff that's gone on, and it's been entertaining. But, you know, even now, they want to go flex their their acting chops and their talent to yeah. say, look, we can do Broadway, we can do shows, we can, we can do, do movies, more. we can do more. What about a 30-year-old virgin 
remake or part two or something. The 40-year-old virgin, again, and again, I admittedly, I've never gotten through that entire movie because to me, as a a gay, proud gay man, I find it to be like bro humor. It wasn't for me. Like, I didn't get it. No, right. I got it, but right, 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 right. I, I got, got it. it. I take it back. I got it. On the record, he is not a virgin. I live with oh, a bunch wow. of straight like housemates, and it's like they are always like, oh, dude, it's the funniest, bro, bro, it's the funniest movie, and I'm like, I can't get through it. He was good at it. I can't. Not it's your cup of tea. Not right. my cup right. of tea. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, there so before I move on from SNL, the other part is the cold, oh my God, are we not living for Kate McKinnon as Laura Ingram? Living for her. Okay, and then also, uh, Cicely Strong as Judge Jeanine Pirro. So I want to run a little clip of that <laughs> because they are literally eviscerating Fox every week. But the this, uh, let's run this clip and then talk about this for a second. I dismiss that idea simply because it isn't true and sounds insane. In fact, let's add that to our list of feel facts, which aren't technically facts, but they just feel true. Like <laughs> Latinos can have a baby every three months. <laughs> Santa is Jesus' dad. If the earth is so warm, then why are my feet cold? Blackface is a compliment. If you have less than five guns, you're gay. Now, here to explain how rampant this voter fraud has gotten is Pulitzer Prize eligible Judge Janine Pirro. I hate them, Laura. Sorry, that's my uh, vocal warm-up. <laughs> Judge, okay, now, what specific back. examples of voter fraud? <laughs> okay, so the funniest, the feel facts is like that's my new thing. Feel facts, like right. I'm just going to use that when everything, anything. It's feel facts because it's it's like the Trump administration, in my opinion, uses feel facts. Oh, completely. Um, what do you think, Alina, of these? Because this is like they're now. It's like a, they've been taking Fox News on like repetitively. Right, and I, it kind of makes me think, like, what took him so long to do this every week? Because it yes. is just parody completely every yes. time you watch Fox News. So um, I love the fact that they're bringing in all these characters <laughs> and making caricatures of them on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, but what did you think? I, you know, first of all, another, like, Kate McKinnon is, like, so invaluable to this cast. Yeah. And, you know, they're, she's definitely, like, one of their, you know, centerpieces. I I like, as a former newscaster, of course, I'm always in on the joke, if they're, you know, spoofing Fox or if they're spoofing MSNBC, because right. it became yeah. to the point when I was reading the news that I was like, I feel like a caricature, and I'm in this dress, and I'm in this hair, anchor hair bob, and it is very, like, you know, yeah. this sort of role you're playing. So yeah. I, I like that, you know, SNL will take that on. I think that, you know... The, the bottom line in a situation like this is, like, you have to get to, like, the people and what's happening politically and, and really, you know, push the envelope. And that's exactly what SNL is supposed to do. Yeah. And they're doing it every week. And, and it feels very fresh when they do it. And it yes. feels like it's people want to talk about this and they want to laugh about it. Yeah. No matter what side you are on politically, mm-hmm. it's like we right. have to talk about things that almost are so surreal anyway happening in our culture. Right. It's the perfect show to kind of have that discourse and, and have that sort of um, tumble, I think, with yeah. the actors. I got nervous at the uh, Latinas 3... Uh, having a kid every three months. (laughs) (laughs) I am Mexican. My dad's from Monterey. We cannot have a baby every three months. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know. Irish twins, maybe, because my mom is Irish, so now that we can do. That we can do. The Irish twins. (laughs) Hunter, you've got jokes, so I want to ask you, with the the comedy in uh, in these skits, though, 
Do you think from a political standpoint, like, because I feel like SNL um, will take on Emmett. They will take on, like, even when Obama was in office, they parodied Obama. They obviously Mm -hmm. didn't do it to the point that they do Trump or when they did Sarah Palin with Tina Fey. Do you think, though, for the conservative base in the country that they're not really, like, this is completely playing to just, like, a liberal progressive kind of viewer? It's SNL. Yeah. I mean, it's SNL. It's pure entertainment. And and I think the average conservative out there knows that, and it's just fodder for them. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's kind of sad because there's not a lot of stuff to make fun of on the liberal side. Yeah. It's kind of dry. But as yeah. we know, Trump has just funded this entire thing with, <laughs> with just so much personality. There's, there's plenty well, of things to talk about. That's a way to call it. <laughs> right? Personality. Personality. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you know. So it's it's entertaining. I mean, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's entertaining. Entertaining. I want to know what your vocal warm up is, though, before you come on. I don't have one. You put I me on the that. spot. I, I loved that, though. I, I did like, that. I hate that. Oh my god! I have to say, though, the Laura Ingram side, the way the way that she was able to do that is just spot on. Because as someone that studied politics, went to school for it, I, yeah. I've met half of these commentators, mm-hmm. yeah. interacted with a lot of them. And it's just like when Tina Fey did Sarah Pivot, it was like spot, spot on. Spot on. Yeah, it was spot a, on. It was a hype. Well, I still do that line when she did, when Tina Fey parodied I the Katie Russian Car- from and, my yes, house. Yes, <laughs> but then she yes. also did... The um, Hopi Changey stuff. Yes, yes. Do you get adorably cute? I don't know, do I? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's great stuff. Okay, so moving on from uh, SNL to... Um, a con- Bill, Bill Maher. So, Bill Maher on Friday night... Um, no, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. In a blog post, okay, mm-hmm. he wrote a blog post about um, Stan Lee, and let me bring up the quote really fast. Or, Delina, do you have it by chance? Um, I can, if you can talking a blog post a second. Or on yeah, Twitter? It was a blog post. No, he wrote a blog post. Stan Lee, obviously, um, the, passed, away no, this week, passed yeah. away this week. And every, I don't know, by the way, every celebrity that's ever met him, for some reason, there was like, outpo- I've never seen so many, um, fanboy and fangirl types of pictures that were put up where it was like them and Stan Lee. Them mm-hmm. and, like that person and Stan Lee. And they were all paying homage to Stan He meant Stan a lot Lee. to a lot of Obviously, people. Yes, yeah. to, and especially to the comic. Read, okay, so Bill Maher wrote this blog post. Go ahead. Right, so this is what he said. The guy who created Spider-Man and the Hulk has died and America is in mourning. Deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. They pretended comic books were actually sophisticated literature. I don't think it's a huge stress to suggest that Donald Trump could only get elected in a country that thinks comic books are important. So basically, all of like the comic book fans and then even like the journalists that cover superhero and comic books started to come out and pile on him and basically, you know, thought it was disrespectful. But because there was another part of the quote where he basically said, oh, great, it gives like... Um, Adult men like an excuse to carry their child. Like it's time to get big boy books without pictures. Okay, I know I may be in the minority on this, but I think I've made no secret of like that I'm not a superhero guy kind of movie. Like Black Panther was like the first superhero movie in a long time I went to go see, and mm-hmm. I loved it. But it's like I can't. I, hence to say that I kind of get what Bill Maher was saying because I do find it to be like with like infant baby men like oh superhero like I don't get it personally because it's like I feel like I'm an adult like I don't think superheroes are appealing to me but what are your you No, know, I think the thing is it's like okay so comic books not your thing I think a lot of people are being reintroduced to sort of this genre yeah. in the past five years we've mm-hmm. seen it sort of explode as far as you know what's going to be the big box office draw 
I think, frankly, Bill Maher has a huge platform, and I'm just kind of confused to why he would, after you know his passing this week, choose to talk about that in this is mean spirited. And I think I wonder maybe comic books don't mean a lot to him, but we could say the same thing. Are we going to say that Walt Disney wasn't a visionary? Are we going to say Jim Henson wasn't a visionary? I yeah. mean, these people created things like the Muppets and Disneyland, so maybe these are childlike things, but they give people some sense of enjoyment. J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter, exactly. Right? It's just tons um, of why. That's, I just yeah. don't know why he has to. You know, it's just vitriol. And I don't, I don't really support that. I'm a very compassionate human being, yeah. and I like to say, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not reading a bunch of comic books, but he was in his own right. He it will be a legend and an icon for what that genre stand. Let's just be respectful to the dead. Well, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like too too soon kind yeah, of thing. It, like it was signed. What do you win by he, doing it? Right. He, there must have been something. Bill Maher strikes me as the type of guy, just like a lot of journalists that are looking around the internet and something must have annoyed him like about something right. that was being gushed upon because you just don't like that's how I would get ideas to write things I'd be like ugh like someone be like <laughs> taking something and you'd be like we need to do a story like that's a counterintuitive story I don't want to get on your bad side no no <laughs> but I'm right, right, as an editor you sort of are looking for the counterintuitive viewpoint or you're looking for something that's gonna gonna tell a di- like you don't want to just oh let's be another like BJ blowjob article to Stanley you, you kind of want to sure. so I think he was being contrarian to a degree like but go ahead you were about no, to say no I, 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 I can totally see that side of it as well if yes. you look at it apolitically yes. but I, I still think and this is my personal kind of feeling towards it is it, in a death especially someone that's had such an impact in society yeah just wait if yeah. you're going to do anything, just exactly. wait. Better to remain silent and then, you know, have it have cocktail talk as opposed to, you know, really coming out and using his platform yeah. to, to, to do that. Because even, even because I can understand the grown-up argument of, like, oh, we don't want to watch guys run around in tights. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> at, at the end of the day. I do. I'm yeah. Some of these guys. Yeah. Thor, right. you know, hello. Yes. So, all yeah. right, I'm right here. So, <laughs> so uh yeah, it's, I can't compete with my superhero. You're my superhero. So, but, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you know, looking into the actual stories that he wrote, Stan Lee even came out in, in many interviews, and he says that you know he always created characters that were relatable to someone, right? You know, yes. whether it was mm-hmm. Spider-Man with the you know being bullied or something like that, and that's a huge testament to you know, us as a culture of Americans that not just necessarily a Trump era or anything like that, there's some inspiration there. People can say, okay, you know, I can get... I, I Which can, had never been done before. It hadn't been done. So the fact that you just explained that very eloquently and in layman's terms for me, like as an ADD person to understand... That's probably been the first time that that made that almost gave me some like sensical point of view of like what the appeal would be for superheroes for adults. So thank you. Yeah. No, I'm and being that, completely and that's serious. Right. What he did, no, he humanized these there's people. There's something there. There's and it could also relate back to like like the adult men that grow up that maybe were picked on. There's something inspirational to see in these characters. And they want to take their kids to it. They want exactly. to dress right. them up as you know, okay, right, exactly. Or something like okay. That. And there's art a sense is art. Like who's he to say yeah. that somebody who likes this type of art is you well, know if it's not your thing it's okay it's not but why thing. why it was millions of people's things right. exactly. so you know let it be so i actually have be... an interesting tweet Go i want to pull up yeah. um this is from kaya jones so if we can get that up and she made a really interesting point she said okay bill maher uh why talk smack about stanley you had no problem taking that check and appearing in iron man 3 Ooh. just saying oh <laughs> yeah Ooh. it's true mm-hmm. yeah you know it, it I guess the thing about when I when I when I read it in, in its entirety and I saw where he, he was really it was kind of similar to say Chelsea Handler wanted to hang Trump 
on the back of the Kardashians when she was still on E. Remember that mm-hmm. whole thing? The Kardashians brought us Trump. It was almost mm-hmm. like he was saying people worshipping, like, comic book Adults were brought us Trump. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was trying to be, like, bring it back to Trump, and it just fell. It was bad. You're not always going to knock it out of the park. Listen, but, you know, the yeah. thing is the public remembers, and there's something called the Internet, and it never goes away. So if you mm-hmm. are, like, this woman's calling out and taking money and then saying this, just be prepared to whatever you say your comments. Do you right. have to either support them or, or say... I'm sorry, mea culpa, like I was wrong. And yeah. sometimes you do get it wrong. You know, I mean, journalism isn't an exact science. I mean, people definitely, as commentators, push yeah. the envelope. But in this case, I just felt it was mean-spirited. So then the three of you think that he deserved the pile-on that he got. I guess, like, I, I, I think just as a non-superhero fan coming into this, I was like, oh, I could see what he's saying. But then listening to the three of you now, I'm like, okay, I get it. So thanks for making me. Oh, <laughs> we've converted a, a conversion. Yeah. A different conversion. Conversion. You. I see. A, I see a cape and tights in just here. Next Halloween. <laughs> All right. So moving on to um, um, more high intellectual fare. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No. Um, so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love me some Real Housewives. I don't know. Are you a fan? Do you watch? Do you watch? Sometimes. I've watched over you the watch? years. Sometimes. I like Atlanta. So Lisa yeah. Vanderpump of, of the Beverly Hills edition, um, obviously she's, I mean, I think it's fair to say she's been like the star of that show, you yeah. know? So mm-hmm. it's like, there's always one, like Bethany on New York, that, that basically carries the show. So this week, reports surface that she, well, it, not just reports, pictures on Instagram, because they're on their, like, France trip. They mm-hmm. always take, like, one trip for every season. And she was, um, vi- you know, visibly absent from all the photos on Instagram, and all the girls are Instagramming. So then a report surfaced um, on one of the gossip breaks that she was leaving, or that, like, for this current season that they're filming, she literally, like, stopped filming. Like, she hadn't, and when they were filming her... She's been filmed by herself doing her own little dog charity things and, like, mm-hmm. her restaurant stuff, and she's still doing. So the big question is, is she done and not coming back for season nine? Um, what is your, whoever wants to take this, um, Bianca, why don't you take this to start? Like, in other words, what do you think about this? Because it's, like, it's interesting to me. We know that these kind of stories get planted when you sort of want something of out there. Mm-hmm. Her thing was, like, her tweet was, like, let's focus on the things that are important right now, which was about the fires, which I yes. agree with. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, that the same token... You're not filming. You're absent from the trip. All, all signed. What do you think? So I, um, when I taped my syndicated show, I taped it in New York in the same studios. Watch what happens live. So we always had the housewives in. Andy Cohen was there. I mean, so I, I've known you sort of this genre and these women. And I think, listen, it's a win-win either way for for the franchise. Yeah. I don't think we'll really ever know if she really wants to quit and she's being kept on by contractual obligations. Yeah. I think this is, uh, you know. If I was her, I probably would be a little tired. She's she's always at the restaurants. I mean, we live here in LA. Yeah. You see her at the restaurants. I mean, there is a sense. Yeah, I see think, on her show. Yes, rules. Which, by the way, is a, I love that show. Yeah. That's so I mean, show. there's a sense. I think of some of these rumors don't start in a vacuum. There might be some of this, but I also think for her to not. There have also been some other things saying she wasn't invited to some of these. That she doesn't feel like the other women are reaching out to her. Which again, it's a win-win for the housewives because then it's more drama between the women. Like no yeah. way can Bravo lose in this situation. Yeah. Um, but I think if she's slowly trying to extricate herself, which she might be, yeah. a she's not going to talk about it. Which you know she did. She said yeah. no, it's mm-hmm. not true. You know her lawyer's yes. probably like. Mm. And I think B, you know, I don't think the franchise it, it really is an even issue for them because they're like we're talking about it. 
all the press right. are talking about it, it gets more right. eyeballs on the show. Well, because I personally would be upset because I she's my favorite on the show. Like I actually mm-hmm. would find it to be really weird without Lisa Vanderpump on the Real Housewives. But the thing about the Housewives is like there's supposed to be this sort of cattiness about yeah. it. I mean that's yeah. how it all exists. So um, the fact that this is just playing out where she may want to go and not want to go, and then fans will be behind her. It'll be like Camp Lisa. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean this is what they 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 live for this. So for me personally, I think we don't really know the truth and we won't for for some time. The only thing that falls flat for me though in all of this is like when you're on a reality show and then you built your business just got built on the back of the reality show, right? Like successful the, businesses. But, and then you're gonna women, be yeah. like, oh, but just focus on the important things like the dogs and then it's like you're on a reality show. So it's like right. you sort of still have to answer to this at some point. So that's what I just it's it's easy to get above the fray, but it's like but you chose but to be on Real Housewives. How long would you Rose. owe your life to it? That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. a lot of these women, Bethany built Skinny Girl because mm-hmm. of it, and you can yes. never take it away. Like the show made them instant celebrities, worldwide names. Yes. But at some point, are we allowed as humans to say, you know what, I'm just kind of done with this, and I want to do something else? And so I totally like, agree with yeah. that, right? But my where this not like, yet because Joseph likes her, <laughs> right? <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not even about liking her. No, it's not even about liking her. It's about more the uh, what they find though is more often than not when they do decide to step down. Their lack of visibility on television, which she won't have because she'll stop Vanderpump, though, it affects their business. Because Bethany, I think, solely came back to New York Times because then it was like she wanted to push her brands more. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. when you're not, they, they think all of a sudden, oh, my business is doing well, I'm making millions. And then they take the TV element out and your face is not being seen. You're not, yeah. your business. It's, it's the only reason why company, well, companies like the Wahlburgers, yes. their burger joint, they, they got a reality show. That was for the sole purpose of pushing out their their restaurant chain. Yeah, and right. they're just opening franchise after franchise after franchise. It's the same thing with these. You're absolutely right in that. It, pay, it yeah. plays a huge role that when you're on television, you have you know things that you can push, and you're going to get you're more relevant. She may not you're more care relevant. though. She may just be tired of it. I don't know. We, and, again, I don't think don't know. we know. Also, yeah. they just announced that she's opening. Um, she's opening something in Vegas. So, like, she's expanding her restaurant business from out here, whether it was Sir or um, the other one. Pump. 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 Mm-hmm. Something's opening in Vegas. So it's like, she's got a lot. And she's And remember, really, her husband is a restaurateur. They came from, from the UK, and ex- they, this is their business. Exactly. So, you know, I wouldn't have- be surprised if she keeps utilizing that to expand. And she's not leaving Vanderpump rules. So it's like, she right. still has a platform. Like we on actually Bravo. have a- a tweet from her in response oh, to ahead, this. Okay. Yeah, she says, if you hear it from me, it has to be true. Until then, not so much. So then basically, yeah. she, well then, she has gone on record so far saying that she's not leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. But is it because she doesn't, she wants to and can't? We don't know. Like, let that's me ask you this question. If she continues on the show, but is basically like in a vacuum, not interacting, would you even want her want that? I'd be like, she should leave so the show. Right. The right. whole idea is it's that to see them interact, the, the interact and the drama and the, drama. And the yes. Let's face it, we want that. <laughs> Like but that's maybe that's like the season finale where we get them all in the room. In the and room. it's like, now they're going to have it out. And like, you abandoned us, Lisa. Exactly. Why don't you love us? Or not? You know, because maybe like there's some you know, shrink session. Yeah. You don't know. Is she going to be on satellite to film the reunion? Oh, like, all the, all the five women will be in one room. Lisa will be like on satellite. a screen, like on satellite for the reunion. I mean, like, how do you... And their trips are really fun. Those are fun episodes to watch. They I are. Mean, yeah. you know. But to me, it's like, it looked like, again, like a girl's trip that they were all having fun. But the whole point in those franchises, the 
strips are supposed to be the big climax of yeah. the drama. Right. Blank and blank went at it. And it's like, to me, it's, I don't know, they look like they're having a good old time. So I, for me, from a reality TV standpoint, for what it is, I want to see the drama. Does she still hang out with the housewives if she's no longer part of the housewives? Not, I don't think I don't, so. Yeah. Not really. No. no, I mean Kyle's like her only legitimate friend that was sort of like Kyle Richards, right. Before, mm-hmm. like that was actually and Dor- um, Dorit, but then Dorit's kind of like I think turned on her. You know that story, right? I don't know. Dorit adopted a dog over while the show was not filming from these Vanderpump dogs. Mm-hmm. The dog was brought home and nipped at one of That's her little right. babies. Oh, but mm-hmm. then Dorit supposedly like brought it to a shelter, like not Lisa's shelter, and brought it back. Their claim they tried to oh, squash it on record that okay. like, no, it didn't cause tension, but the, the sources are saying that, yes, that was a big, like, rift in their friendship. She, like, got a dog from them. Yeah, right, And then yeah. returned it to a different shelter, so, allegedly. Yeah, and then, you know, when you have a dog and you have a child and the dog bites your child. Yeah, yeah which is completely understandable. Yeah. dog if, you know, there's a danger with your child. But also, this is kind of like Sex in the City, right? And Kim Cattrall and what's happening <clears throat> yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not just the housewives. It's like when you're a part of a franchise show, I mean, this is sort of, you know, yeah. growing pains. And where does it go? And sometimes, you know... It gets a little ugly. It does. It does. Okay, so moving on from there. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, um, why why am I forgetting? It was either CNN's Jim Acosta. Jim. Let's talk Jim. Let's talk Jim. Let's talk Jim. Not the office Jim. No, no. Talk about breaking the third wall on Meet the Hollywood Press. As you can tell, we don't have a teleprompter, so I just like to say we do this this off the top of our heads. We'll do it live. But if that whole polished look of a show, like, hey, I'm Pat O'Brien, if, I, if that was so, if people wanted that, then those shows wouldn't be, like, oh, in no. trouble right now. You're very fresh. So, very true. we're fine. We're having a conversation. Yeah, we didn't remember everything, so. <laughs> What's anyway. today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this week, um, basically, Jim Acosta, as you know, there was that scuffle during that oh my God, that horrendous, unhinged uh, white uh, uh, press conference with Trump when he was just basically attacking anyone he could. April Ron, mostly African-American reporters, but then, of course, he, you know, the ongoing war between CNN's Jim Acosta and Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders and Trump. Well, when Jim was asking his questions, they sent an intern over um, to take the microphone, and then subsequently he still, you know, he kind of, like, kept the microphone to himself, and then subsequently, like, sped up video from, like, InfoWars, got, like, mm-hmm. retweeted by the White House, and you, we all, so the story basically was that they put out video, they claimed that he put his hands on uh, the intern, the female intern, which he did not, okay? They pulled his press pass. CNN sued. This week they went to court. CNN won, um small victory because Mm -hmm. they did restore his pass but it was that they didn't rule on the amendment about like overall like in a broad sense so that this is not over yet but what the court ruled is that the white house though needs to establish rules and regulations around this moving forward so it's kind of like a catch-22 i more want to focus on what this actually means because to me it's like dangerous territory in the way that this rule like yes Victory, short victory for CNN that he got his pass back. But they, now, what are these rules going to be? Because now they're using the word decorum in the in the White House right. 
for Trump to even use the word decorum is like that's nuts to me on its face. But what what's your first well, impression? Well, you know, and I know you've been on the campaign trail with a lot of politicians, so Hunter will have a, <laughs> an interesting take on this. For me personally, I've been um, I've covered politics uh, for almost twenty years. I worked in state capitals. I worked in Albany, New York, and um, covered you know Governor George Pataki and Hillary Clinton when she was running for state yeah. senate there. And so I've been sort of in, in Beacon Hill and in Boston. So I've been really in the crush of reporters. And sometimes it is you know you're trying to get your question, you're trying to get your question. But also when you're, I, I have not been, you know, in the White House gallery, but I have to tell you, you don't usually, I, and I watched the whole thing very, you know, yes. just to say, what is this, this, you know, controversy here? Um, I, you know, in this setting, you are really, as a reporter, lucky if you get one question and a follow-up. And I watched it, and I felt like I was uncomfortable watching it as a former reporter because every other reporter is like, okay, you know, you asked your question. I didn't think it was as hostile as, as I thought it would be. It's it's really interesting. I thought, oh, this is going to be so so ugly to watch. And when I watched it, I was like, okay, it's uncomfortable. The president's having this spar, and yeah. he's mm-hmm. ca- telling this guy things. But what happened is he asked, to, he did say, I, I want to challenge you about the caravan. He, he didn't start out with a question. No. And then Trump answered. And then he said, and I have another follow-up. And Trump was like, no, 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 no. But then obviously he wasn't getting the microphone <laughs> right, away. And right. a reporter's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yes. And then he said, and I want to ask you about Russia. And he answered. So he did get two questions. If we really want to look at this, and not even you know, politics aside, he's a reporter. There's a bunch of reporters there. He got his questions in. What I think where things went off the rails is I think it should have just been an ugly, you know, heated moment in a press in a press conference. And then I don't think that Trump should have then that day taken his press pass away because no matter how you slice it, it just perpetuates this divisive com- you know, commentary and it saddens me. It breaks my heart as someone who was a journalist, who is a storyteller, to see the current state of affairs for journalism. We need a free press and I'm not saying that, you know, yeah. I, but I don't want to build this as this is the most historic moment in, in a press. <laughs> it's really not. But, this is kind, just, but there is him calling, not, him calling the press the, Media enemy of the people. He's been doing that. That is a historic. No, but this moment, but this one moment here, people are saying that this press, uh, this press pass thing. That this one. I'm talking about this one thing. They're saying this is a historic moment now with (laughs) CNN suing. And what's this new thing? No, no, no. It's been building up for a while. What I'm saying is. Let's just like let the nastiness unfold in there, and then don't don't continue it. I guess after you're 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 in the you're in the ring. There's a tussle. You don't go out after the ring and take a sucker punch. Okay, just let it yeah. go. You were pissed at Acosta and whatever, and he ruffled your feathers. And Acosta, you know, didn't want to hand the microphone back. But let's just end it there and let him come back the next day and see how it goes the next day. I mean, it's just it, it doesn't make any sense to me because then it causes another story that doesn't focus Americans on what the real news is of the day. We are so distracted by this, and it's like. Journalism should be about things and topics that matter to people, and we've become this sideshow here of just watching this, and it's just sad to me. It really breaks my heart. That's where I think things were, were wrong. Yeah. And see, you're a rational person, so that's how rational I you try to be. Am I a rational person, Hunter? Yes. 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 I mean, I'm going to drink this <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a trained journalist, yeah, and I understand there are, there are, so now they're going to have rules, and let's see if this changes something. I don't well, know I what they're going to be. Are what rules. are the rules going to be? The, I mean, you're, you're allowed to ask a question, a follow-up question, and when you're called on once, and you, you know, I do think that there has but, to be. But here's the thing. Sometimes Trump doesn't let them get the question out. They start the sentence... And then he jumps in like he's answering a question, but there's no question oh, I agree. still. Yeah. No, but you're dealing with, you know who you're dealing with. Right. And question the source. And it, life isn't always fair. We're dealing with someone who isn't really going to sit there and play this game. But you could go back to, you know, Ronald Reagan and Sam Donaldson. The press and the president have always right. had these little tussles. It's the, just the but way all, it goes. Yeah, but here's the thing. He doesn't get how that, How can though. you establish, um, how can you be Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Trump talking right. about decorum? 
And the way Trump speaks... Trump said to Abby Phillips, who's a smart journalist from CNN, when she asked, do you... Um, she was asking about the new appointed AG um, when he was uh, in the gaggle of reporters mm-hmm. and literally looked at her when she asked a, Russia, a question about Russia and said... What a stupid question. That's a stupid yeah, question. Yeah, that's a horrible like, thing for the person to say. It's degrading. He, but of course. So it's like you cannot say, like, he can, him and Sarah cannot say, you need to respect the president. Right. You need to come in here with decorum. And he gets to speak to everybody how he wants to speak yeah. to people. You ever have a boss you don't like, though, and the boss is so, you know, ignorant? I've or been that boss. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, I wish I could tell that boss just to go stick it. But you know what? you got to do your job. And you're a journalist. You're like, I, gotta, I know he's not going to give me a rational answer, but i got to find a way to outsmart to navigate it because I am a, I am here to represent the people, not to win an ego pissing well, I, I match. Think there's, I think there's two two things of this particular Jim Acosta takeaway. One is the big the big thing out there was oh the constitutionality of you know rejecting or uh, getting rid of a White House pass, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it it wasn't we're getting rid of CNN's White House pass. We're getting rid of Jim Acosta's White House pass for whatever you know reasons. Well, they just but, dislike his reporting because right. he tells so, you know he which reports is, is right. But yeah. but the White House, constitutionally speaking, blo- blocking his pass isn't unconstitutional, right? They can do that. They have the right to do that. Which the, yeah, the which, court did which, say which that. They, yeah, they they have what rules they put in after that's going to be that remains to be seen. But I think when you look at it, as, as you keenly pointed out, Ronald Reagan had these same type of issues. Uh, Bush had these same type of issues. Obama had a lot of stuff with press back and forth mm-hmm. as well with, with you know, both conservative and you know, uh, 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 liberal reporters, if you will. But I, I think the other main issue, too, is you know, we have to just establish the fact that you know, Trump – and the way that, that he acts is not what a, a, the average person would say as uh, a level of decorum or prestige or presidential, as they say. Right? No. It's not eloquent. It's not polite. It's not how you would raise your kids or teach, tell you how to you, you respect people, right? Yeah. And I think that's the big problem. So until society kind of pivots a little bit and says, look, we need to just take a step back before we address people, before we speak to people, you know, always treat people the way you want to be treated – do I think treat Trump does that? No. Do I think a lot of people don't do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think but at the end of the day, that's me. You know, I could probably run for office and I would say something. Yeah. But but at the end of the day I think it comes down to it starts with the individual. So we may not like what's going on, but I think that should just be an encouragement to us to say, look, how do I treat people? And see how it goes from there. It's so right. much easier being kind. Right. Don't it get is. me wrong. It takes less energy in life. Um but the thing that I have real problems with though it's not just how he speaks. It is the um, who he tends to take aim at. And more often than not, it's an African-American or a female or both. It's the, it's the but who But we don't have any choice. It's like yeah. who's no. constant under attack from him. It's just... And to me, it's like showing... What is that Maya Angelou famous quote? Um, show me who you uh, are. Believe, believe, believe when you show are. me who you are. Believe them the first, first time. time. Right. His first instinct preys on every negative thing that he hates. The press says about him, but his actions point. His actions support 
all of those and listen, assumptions. If we really want to get into it, I mean, the bottom line is when he was running for president, CNN covered his rallies wall to wall for hours and hours. And a lot of people say the reason he got the nomination was because of CNN. So what I find so amazing in all of this, if I really step back and say, at one point they were his biggest champion when they were covering him wall to wall. Now this has disintegrated into this fight. So I don't know what's next. And it's like he can hate the press and the press can hate him. But ultimately what I think the about fake as, news media. Yeah, what I think about <laughs> right. is I'm a citizen of the United States and I still think this is the best country to live in. And it's yep. unfortunate right now that we have to read headlines about this and not really about things that are helping our country and putting people back to work and giving people hope for the future. So the bottom line is, you you know, what you said, it, but we have to deal with him. He is in this position and reporters have to go to work every day and go, how am I going to get a question? How am I going to navigate this? There's a lot of negative news. There's a lot of negative news. But, but brought it's on, all a distraction, though. But, like you could be just, this. but you could be a White House reporter in this day and age, and you're just reporting their actions and his words. That's the truth. Yeah, it's negative, but it's like he's bringing on that news. Right. They're literally reporting what this man says. But I said, but I said it was perpetuated by the fact when they revoked his press press credentials, then that became the story. And does that really impact anyone living in you know the country? I mean, that's the thing. At, at the end of the day, it should have just been. It wasn't that he. I've seen him do much worse. With I really have. I, I watched it. I was like, okay, you know, this was like a little bit uncomfortable. But I've seen Trump definitely be be harder on because on I reporters. feel like our sta- our threshold for what. What you're desensitized to is grown. Like right. it's now we're going on two years of this. Some of the stuff that I would have been outraged about like two years ago, I now just go, oh, yeah. But you know, yeah. you've been mm-hmm. a reporter for or editor for years. You know, there's just people out there who are ignorant. You have to, you know, interview them and you know just understand. Oh, I live for the opposition the interview. No, I, I live for it. You know, it. you know the source. You know, and if he was sitting down one on one on Trump, he could have sat there and really jarred and sparred with him. It just wasn't the right time that day to keep going. Want more questions? Want more questions? I mean, it got to the point where it's like okay so you know everyone's here i think he took like 16 questions from like 36 reporters yeah. or 16 all this but you know at the same time everyone's like okay we're ready we're ready everyone has something to ask the president poor april ryan though he said i didn't yeah. call on you i didn't call on you sit down sit down he's mean yeah i mean he is yeah, but you know what well, what are uh, they gonna do not go to not go to, not I mean, go to work and not he, go to the press conference what's, I, what's interesting is when you watch the whole thing yeah and then after the jim acosta the next reporter that asked it said, tries to defend right jim yes. acosta mm-hmm. and Peter then trump's, Alexander right, from MSNBC, right yeah. and, and trump's response is well you know you're not i'm that, not a fan right, of you either. either so it's like yeah there's a way <laughs> that we should be it's able so to, to <laughs> have have some some level of of Decorum. See, I would love to be one respect. of those reporters in the gaggle to just You'd be like, would be great. Just, <laughs> I would basically, when he would say that to me, go, I'm here to do a job. I'm zero fan of your, exactly. like, and by the way, you don't have to be a fan of mine. I'm just here to do my job. Right. Like, it's not supposed to be, by the way, a good journalist, I've always said this to any reporter that's worked for me, if every publicist in town and every subject of your story loves you still, you're not doing your job as a journalist. Okay? Oh, then yeah. You're not yeah. doing your job. Exactly. We are here when you're in journalism, you're here to tell the facts and the truth. But both sides. Always present both sides. Exactly. Right. You, you could be a liberal or a conservative, and you can still report the news in yep. an objective fashion if you are legitimately telling both sides of the story. It's that simple. And it's you know? okay to get people angry at you as a reporter. When you ask tough questions, I've had people walk out of, get, get rid of their microphone and step out and walk out of interviews. And, yeah. you know, that's just the way it is. So, you know, I, I think yeah. that, you know, if you're, you are doing your job, but I, at the end of the day, you got to know who you're dealing with. By now, they know who they're dealing with. And it's like, let's just, you know, try to get some, some information that's relative, relevant to the American public and things that really matter in this country. Wonderful.
Um, I think that we're out of time because we All ran right. over with those with that heated conversation. Well, hey. <laughs> yeah, so, we say. weren't heated though. Yeah. It was kind of it was no, good. No, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> with that lively debate. <laughs> that lively debate. Um, Alina, can you tell everybody where they can find you at the Hollywood Press? Absolutely. My pleasure. Okay, you guys can watch us on After Buzz TV, YouTube. Uh, you can also subscribe on MTHP on Apple Podcasts. Rate us. Give us those good reviews. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Twitter at Meet the HWD Press. I want to thank you, Bianca, and thank you, Hunter. This Anytime. has been a great time. Anytime. Smart people, smart we discussion. Love so much fun. We love it yes. being here. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next Sunday. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 